0: to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. Okay, welcome to this special edition of the Cybertraps podcast. We're here at the Inch 360 event in beautiful Spokane, Washington on campus of Gonzaga University. And uh, excited to have Brian Yamanaka here. Brian, uh, why don't you start by telling us who you are and what you do? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jethro. I'm Brian Yamanaka. Uh, I'm the CEO and
1: founder of a um, company called Archangelos, where we specialize in governance, risk, and compliance, as well as cybersecurity uh, program advising and um, consulting services for startups and small to medium-sized businesses. Uh, So I'm here at this uh, Inch360 event, which is actually in a, a beautiful space on Gonzaga's campus. It is, yeah. Because I'm still what I would consider relatively new to the area. I moved here from Seattle about three years ago uh, with my family and um, have always been in the tech space. And you know, Seattle's a very different, I'll say, community than it is out here in Spokane. And so by coming to the Inch360 event and even volunteering to be on the planning committee, it's given me a lot of um, uh, networking opportunities, built new connections with other engineering leaders in the area, and have really um, sort of established you know, who I am and where I am in the community here. Uh, much quicker than I think in Seattle, and I have nothing against Seattle. I think it's just different here. the The community is, um, I'll say, one that's also continuing to grow and be in flux. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of people in the Spokane area that are like me, coming from Seattle or some other tech hub, and yep. um, it's it's great to see the embrace, um, see folks be embraced when they come here, mm-hmm. and uh, with open arms. You know, Heather and her team have just been phenomenal with regards to welcoming people in and. We're seeing it at the event here um I, I there's a lot more people than I thought would be yeah, here. and I think that's just a testament to the growing community as well as
0: you know welcoming the folks in yeah i I'm glad you brought that up because like you uh I moved here about three years ago and have also been very welcomed in and specifically by heather uh heather Stratford, CEO of drip seven that we um we've had her on the show and she's, she's fantastic, but she's, she's really good at making people feel like they matter and that they belong. And she does a really good job at that. And so there've been several people who have said, well, I know Heather, and she invited me to this and, you know, she just uh, knows a lot of people and is able to connect with people really well. So I think that's powerful. What's your uh, takeaway from what you've experienced today as, as part
1: of this? Well, as I had said before, my my one of my takeaways is definitely that the tech community here is a lot larger than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, um, you know, very experienced and bright folks here, even from the universities. You know, there's mm-hmm. some students that were here that stopped me yeah. afterwards, and we were talking. And uh, it's just unexpected. You know, I think the other takeaway is that uh, I think intellectually, and especially in the security space, that there's something special out here in Spokane. Uh, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but you know, there's there's great companies that are continuing to get funded. Um, there's more tension that's I, Spokane's garnering in the in the startup in the, the SaaS space. So yeah, my takeaway is is really that there's a lot of talent out here. There's a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. It isn't talked about outside of Spokane very much. Um so I would hope that as we continue to grow as a community here that we can make more of
0: a name for ourselves um and attract more talent and, and folks to the the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it actually reminds me, especially being at this uh, conference here, reminds me a lot of the mid-aughts of uh, Utah and Silicon Slopes and the Provo, uh, Lehigh, American Fork right. area. There was a lot of growth in that area in the tech space specifically and a lot of stuff happening around that and people getting together and, and doing things, and it, and it felt very grassroots uh, when I was down there. And this feels uh, very similar, like coming to this conference today, it just has that same vibe of people like welcoming, wanting you to be successful, wanting people to be part of it. And, uh, and that's just, that feels good. You know, it feels like they're like, we're on the upswing and like, there's going to be some good things coming out of this. I like that a lot. Yeah. The community here is,
1: is just, um, it's been fantastic as, you know, being someone new to the area yeah. like
0: yourself. Yeah. So tell us about your company and what you guys do and how people who should be reaching out to you to, to connect with you?
1: Um, so at Archangelos, I mean, right now it's just me and a, another business partner that um, I have, Carl. And uh, we've actually been able to get in with a lot of companies very quickly. And I think the reason for that is because um, we found this nice little spot sort of in between like being kind of like a coach player, I'll say. Mm. And the reason I, I, I make that analogy is because when we go into startups and um, smaller companies, uh, a lot of the the coaching I'll say that we do is with the founder because the founder is there to build a product to mm-hmm. um, you know delight their customers, if you will, and they don't have the time to uh, put towards hey, how do I get SOC two compliant? How do I maintain a good security posture? How do I build out a cybersecurity program? And by the same token, when I say player, it's you know there are engineers that are typically in these organizations. They need someone to build the product, right? But again, they're focused on feature development and um, and building the product out. So we kind of sit in the middle in terms of being able to work with both sides of the house to establish a program, to meet certain compliance needs, whether that be HIPAA, PCI, um, and governance uh, frameworks like SOC uh, or NIST. So we shoulder a lot of that on us to be able to have those teams focus on, you know, what they're good at, what, what they should be focused on.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you do any work with uh, like ed tech startups around COPPA or um, FERPA compliance or anything like that?
1: So I haven't, um, I know that Carl, uh, has in his past, um, with FERPA, uh, it's a space that, you know, we're definitely interested in, but being as small as we are, we're sort of being very disciplined and focused on, on where we're operating today.
0: You know, as we scale out and grow, that might be definitely an area that we look into. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's something that as more schools are adopting different pieces of technology, not everybody is playing by those rules and things as simple as accessibility, which is not one of those things, but accessibility, like there's been a rash of uh, lawsuits against schools for making websites that are not accessible. And because they are government institutions, they basically have to be accessible and, and they can be sued for violating that. And it's one of those little things that like nobody even thinks about unless they have someone in their community who needs that accessibility. Right. And then, you know, in five or six years ago, there was this rash of lawsuits all across the country of schools not being accessible, their websites not being accessible. And it was like a lot of money went towards dealing with that lawsuit and updating their systems, which is the right thing to do. But that could have been prevented with somebody like yourself saying, "Here's, here's what you should be focusing on. Oh, you're building that website? Do these two things, and it'll make it accessible and make it a little bit easier. And I think that's what you're saying you do on the cybersecurity uh, consulting side. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll take um, into consideration, right, all the variables that that
1: impact your company, right? If it's risk related, if it's compliance related, and then also on the the cybersecurity side. So maybe to your example, you know, what are some of the things that we can easily put in to help you, you know, meet whatever requirements might you might have, but it's also um, kind of like what we talked about today at, at the conference. It's how do we better prepare you by building yeah. out a cybersecurity program, running the vulnerability scans, um, and empowering your team to also own that process so that it isn't a call that you have to make to the consultant every time. Your team has the in-house knowledge and skills to at least be able to provide
0: like tier one support yeah. if yep. anything happens. Yeah, very good. So how do people uh, get in contact with Uh
1: You can check us out on LinkedIn, Um, that's where we spend most of our time. Uh, we have a website. Uh, it just goes at a high level through what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, but DM me on LinkedIn, uh, follow Archangelos on, on, on LinkedIn as well. You know, we're always happy to have a conversation and connect and learn more about your business.
0: Yeah. And, you know, just a little, a secret piece of advice for people out there. When you're working with a startup, they may not know exactly who they're serving yet. And you've got a pretty good idea. But having these conversations is incredibly valuable to you and to the people that you're talking with, because you may not be able to solve their problem or or do something for them, but you can at least talk through things and help them see what they do need to do. And if you're not a good solution, you probably have a connection that is, right? Oh, 100%. Um, we've spent so
1: much time in this um, industry and with our experience, uh, our network is pretty deep. So yeah, if we can't do it, I'm pretty certain we know someone that yeah.
0: can all right, very good. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate
1: you. Thank you, Jethro.
0: There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time